Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today's guest is Gwen Schaff. In 1984, she had a near-death experience, and during that near-death experience, she encountered Jesus, and today we're going to learn about it. Gwen, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Okay, I'll do it. just get started, I guess. Yeah. Um, 1984, dating, um, I mean, I'll get a little more specific, dating a man who was a dealer for drugs, street drugs, and I didn't do a lot of drugs back then, but getting dating him, I kind of did. But then that, the night of the NDE, I didn't. I had a beer, and that's it. That's all I had. They were, I went to a poker game. I was at a house party, went to the poker game that was going on. And I sat down on my boyfriend's knee and, or laugh, I should say. And uh, they were smoking marijuana. And I said, oh, well, I'll have a little bit of that. No, you don't want any of this. I said, no, I, I do. I want some. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Big argument ensues. And so fine, just give it to her. So they got mad at me for asking, I guess, too much so. They said, take it, take it. And so they were telling me how to smoke it. Like, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep inhaling, keep inhaling. And that's like way more than, usually I'm just like, that's kind of my thing with marijuana. And I just don't, I, I didn't do a lot of that. So um, I did that. I did how they asked me to do it. And uh, I remember feeling, whoa, I want to go lay down. And that's the last thing I remember other than I, I know I was falling, but where I was falling to or what room, I don't know. Um, I mean, I know where I fell, you know, obviously when I woke up and I, I guess I can get into that later. But um, so the first thing that happened to me was I um, was wondering why is everyone so upset in this room? Why is everybody, oh my God, and oh my God, why is everyone doing that? You know, stop being so upset is my thing. I was just, I just wanted everybody to stop being upset. And I didn't know what they're upset about. And I just kept looking down upon my body, looking at everybody in the room, listening to what everybody is saying. And what I heard was terrible, and no longer were they going to be my friends after this experience, too. So I think it was um, an intervention <laughs> from God, um, Jesus, I guess. And so I uh, just kept looking down and listening to what everybody was saying, like I said. And then I realized that they were they were doing CPR on someone. And I thought, well, who, you know, because I didn't even know. I didn't know I was dead. That's the thing about my NDE. I didn't know I was dead. Didn't know who was dead. So they were doing CPR, doing CPR. And then I I looked to my right-hand side, my right shoulder, and somebody's coming up from behind me. And that feeling of like, whoa, you got to turn around. So he's coming, he's coming. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. You need to stop. I said, I, uh, nope. And I look, and it's Jesus. 
I, I can't. I said, I've got too much to do. I, is that me? And I asked him, is that me down there? And he said nothing to me, nothing. And I'm like, oh, i got to still figure this out. And so the CPR was being done on me, and everybody kind of disperses, and no one can get my heart started again. They can't get me alive again. And so people are talking, and they say, you know what, why don't we just call her a cab? Dude, you know her address, so why don't we just call her a cab, put her in the cab, and just say she's drunk? And, and just have her get dropped off that way. Or one of us come with and then just carry her into her house. Because I was living with my parents at the time. So, well, how do you know the door is going to be unlocked? Well, I don't know, dude. Well, oh, I know where a key is. Every conversation that they were holding, I knew about. So that's what they were going to do with me. They weren't going to continue trying to save me. They, they gave up. So Jesus keeps coming closer to me. He's pretty close by this time. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm dying? I, I asked, I'm dying. You, what? <laughs> then I look over, like, to his, well, still would be his right, and there's people coming, but they're just shadows. I don't know who they are. I'm like, I, <laughs> I don't know who they are. So I keep looking and trying to figure out who they are, and then he, Jesus, starts going back farther away from me and these people keep coming closer i'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm not liking it this at all and i said to jesus i said you know i i feel like i feel like i'm leading the wrong before he left i said i feel like i'm leading the wrong kind of life and i feel like you're trying to tell me something and i promise you i promise making my promise if you let me come back into my body I will change everything. I will drop these friends. They will never, you know, done dating this guy. Done. And the beans, whoever they were, there was four of them. And there was two children. I mean, children's size, a man and a woman. Still didn't, I still couldn't tell. It's like if some, you know, it's just like shadow people. And so, he Jesus again says nothing to me and just keeps dissipating farther and farther back. They keep coming closer, and again, I still can't see who they are. Just there's no features. Hmm, okay, so then whoop, I go back, start looking at my body again, and somebody had started CPR again, which was a good thing, and I looked back up at Jesus and he was almost gone, almost gone. And I'm looking down at my body. Somebody's doing CPR and they're doing a pretty good job. They're like, dude, I got a pulse. I got a pulse. Dude, I think she's alive. So I remember the beans where, well, it was kind of like a family. It was like mom, dad, two kids. They dissipated as well. And I kept looking at him. I kept watching them because I want to know, I knew who Jesus was. I knew him. And I didn't. I still didn't know. They just went away. And then I remember them saying, she's got a pulse. I think she's breathing again. And I took this huge gasp of a breath. And I sat straight up, you know, whoop. <laughs> and I'm looking around the room at everybody. And then I start hollering at everybody, you know, Wow. You were going to just stop CPR while you were going to put me in a taxi. 
wow, you're my boyfriend and you were going to give them the address and not. I'm going home. Someone take me home. I'm so, I'm never coming back here again. You're not, we're done, you and me. And I just went into it with everybody. And so that pretty much was the extent of mine. And what I really learned from all of that, besides to not be so judgmental and critical, because to me, it kind of seems like those people's faces weren't being shown to me because I was always so critical of how people looked. Hmm. And I could like, oh, you know, they're, they look that way, so they're this. I was very, you know, not very nice for a time in my life. So I, I took it from that. Then I also took, I was absolutely petrified, horrible fear of dying. And if anybody started talking about, like, dude, do you know, like, you know, so-and-so died. Or I wonder what it's like to die. Oh, I would start to cry. Didn't matter what age I was, because I had my um, NDE when I was 20. And, um, or no, pardon me, 19. I I was scared to death. So I was so glad for having that NDE because, you know, I got this. I'm not afraid anymore of that. What a huge weight lifted off of me because it was such, um, I don't know, I I considered it a burden because I just couldn't. And funerals, I was scared to death of the body. Um, Now I take all that kind of stuff in. And I actually went to school and got a degree and I was going to work in the morgue. (laughs) And I took the, I took the test. I got um, approved. I got, they said, wow, you did really well. You only got one wrong on the test. Now the physical test. So, you know, I I guess I'm kind of going off on a thing here, but um, being around dead bodies was something I wanted to do. Which is weird. Well, that thanks. is pretty much it. And I definitely did drop the friends and the boyfriend. I did exactly what God said. And um, I became so open to everything and everybody. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that because that was an amazing story. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Can you remember what Jesus looked like? Just as he would. Um, well, just as well. as how I I've always seen him, um, white robe, you know, kind of, um, I would say auburn hair, not, not blonde, blonde, but hmm, more strawberry blonde. That's it. But I do remember the strawberry blonde. I do remember the all white robe. And I do remember, uh, when I did leave one part out, when I, um, was wondering what he was going to (laughs) do, what Jesus was going to do with me. I kind of got a knowing that if I said, yeah, okay, I want to go with you, I would have died. Hmm. I would have been gone. Wow. Because he, he would outstretch his hand like this. But usually when you're going to take someone's hand to hold their hand, you're kind of, you're like this more, you know? And he just, he had his hands like that. Like I was supposed to give him something. And I couldn't figure out stuff. That that was what I did, you know, about my ND. I just couldn't figure stuff out. <laughs> like, who are these beings and who is, um, you know, but Jesus, I knew what he was wanting. Mm-hmm. I guess I did know that, yeah, that if that if I put my hand onto his, yeah, I would have gone with him mm-hmm. and I would have been dead. 
Now, the first time you saw him, it seemed like you were more occupied with your body and you didn't seem Mm -hmm. to say much. Were you shocked to see him the first time or what was going through your mind, if you can remember? Oh, yeah. I was stunned. I was like floored. (laughs) Like, what are you doing here? Because most people, when they think of Jesus, they, I mean, isn't, well, for me, when I think of Jesus, he's somehow connected with someone dying. They see him when they're dying. People that are physically dying say, oh, there's Jesus. Or, you know, I've, I've seen like videos of people saying that they see him. So, yeah, I, I but I was floored as to why he was there because some, something's going on down here. So why are you here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Maybe at first you thought he was there to pick up somebody else and not you. Yeah. And really, it, it really was a thing. I had no idea why he was there. Yeah. Almost like, no, y- you need to go. <laughs> you know, like somebody's bad coming to a party. Dude, no, you need to go. Kind of like that. Would you yeah. consider the other beings as angels? You know, I got to really thinking about this, and then I went to some um, support groups for NDEers, and then I also went to uh, people in my lifetime have told me, you you are so weird. I don't know how you knew that. My brothers will tell you if they were here, you are strange. There's no way you could have known that. I, I don't know. I just feel like, um, I, I'm sorry, what did you ask me? <laughs> It's okay. Well, I'm trying to figure out, do you think that those people were angels? Well, at the time, no. Um, Now, I I don't know. But when I went to these support groups, that's what I was talking about. When I went to those, they said that um, the people, I told them about this. They said that the people, they said, have you ever had um, a stillbirth? No. But I've I've lost two, you know, miscarriage. And they said, well, those were your children. Because they will revert back to an age. And I said, but they can't be. They were like a fetus. Yeah. And they said, no, they reverted to an age that they wanted to be at. And apparently they, you know, how old do you think they were? And I said, I don't know, seven or eight, you know, that age group. They said, well, that's the age that they wanted to stay at. Mm. Did you feel okay. any connection to them? No. Mm-mm. I felt like, well, I, I don't want to say no, no. I guess if I think hard about it, I think um, like maybe if they would have come closer, I would have known who they were. Like, come on, come on. You know, I kept thinking, but it was, just, I didn't like it. I remember not liking it because the closer that they came, the further away Jesus went. And of course, to me, Jesus was comforting, but then, you know, the whole NDE thing is spinning and going and, you know, this is happening, that's happening. And I, I just knew that if he came closer, I wasn't going to come back into my body. I was going to go with him, you know. The proverbial go to the light thing, yeah, we would have gone. So they kept coming closer. He kept going farther away. And I was so curious as to who they were, if they would just come a little closer. I wanted to know who they were, mm-hmm. but I can't say that they were angels not really from my experience of doing so many podcasts i could think of different ideas of who they were like they could have been what some people call your soul group which is people you may reincarnate with over and over 
Okay. It could have been another family of yours from another dimension. Oh, from another life. Yes, I do believe that. Or it could have been even just relatives of yours from the past. Yes, because there are relatives, grandmas that um, my, yeah, my mom's mom, my dad, they've lost babies, but babies though. Mm -hmm. But then again, does anybody ever talk about that they see an infant in their NDE? I haven't heard. No, I haven't heard that. Because what would an infant be? You know, they'd have to be like in a bassinet or something. They can't just, well, I I suppose they could be floating around, but. Right. That's a great point. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about how you were religiously? Like, were you a religious person before this? And if so, afterwards, did you become more religious or it it didn't change for you? I was religious. Uh, Growing up, it was church every Sunday. And but I was 19 when the NDE happened. And I was not going to church by the time I was probably 17. I just, you know, I think the family just kind of fell off going. It just wasn't as critical of a thing anymore. Not that we stopped believing. No. I mean, I learned everything, the Bible from beginning to end. Um, and I still, I, I felt the same connection with my religion after NDE, but I became a lot more um, open to the respect of, uh, you know, psychic, psychic abilities or just abilities that other people have and, and while, and I remember believing there is a whole nother, um, there's a whole nother world out there. Is it another world? Um, I, I wasn't really sure how to like quite take it, but there's a whole nother dimension out there. Like we're not done here. That's, that's, I kind of started believing still, still, you know, Lutheran, still definitely, you know, Bible driven, but, um, yeah, I was definitely hanging out with the wrong crowd. And surely, if I would have stayed with that crowd, nothing good would have happened. You know? Mm-hmm. Was that crowd freaking out when you started telling them all the things oh, you heard them say? That is a very good point. Oh, my heavens. Yeah, we got to get into that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, you know, back in the day, I don't think people said dude a lot. I don't, dude, there's no way you could have known that. Mm-hmm. There's no way you were dead. No. How do you know that? And then so-and-so was sitting with their hands in their face. Um, you were pacing back and forth. You were drinking a beer. I knew because I saw them all and everything they were doing and saying. There's like, there's no way you could. They were freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I guess I really wasn't freaking out because I almost felt like, Woo, now my life has a purpose. Because mm-hmm. that, what I was doing, that's not a purpose-driven life. How did Purposefully, you- I want to be doing drugs all my life. Yeah. <laughs> How did your boyfriend take it when you said, I'm finished with you? At the time, maybe because he was drunk or something. I don't know. He's like, whatever. Huh. You know, whatever. And I said, where's the phone? I remember saying, where's the phone? Where's the phone book? That's back in the day. Dial phone. I would call it cab. I'm out of here. I am out of here. Mm. He did end up being kind of a a stalker to me, which was weird. And I've never had one of those. And he cried like, you know, at my feet literally one day when I was happened to be coming out, getting into my car and he was crying. 
And then I moved into an apartment, moved out, and he sat outside my door and cried. And he wanted me back so bad. And I, I wonder if he wanted me back so badly because I was so different after that. I mean, I didn't, I knew I was different in the respect that I'm not doing drugs. I'm not going to, you know, marijuana's done. I, I mean, I'm, I didn't say I was done drinking. I was, and it wasn't an alcoholic. So it wasn't a thing. It was just those people, that crowd, it, it can't be part of me anymore, you know? So I just kept telling them that. I said, it's not really you. It's, you know, what you're doing with your life. I can't, mm-mm, no. And then I, you know, they weren't really believers. <laughs> so I didn't want to say, I made a promise to Jesus. <laughs> I didn't want to, they would have, <laughs> what? They would have laughed at me. And I thought, I don't want them to laugh at me because I, you know, this is my thing. You know, I have this now, this story I can tell. And I've told a lot of people, but some of them, they're like, well, you know, did you realize that science says that there is a part of our back of our brain that we never use? It's a little like part. And that holds all your like your audio and visual. And so when you die, at first, you don't lose all that. I'm like, huh? I never. <laughs> so I started looking some of that stuff up and I'm like, no. No, I'm still going to believe what I believe. There's another dimension out there that we that we go to. We're not done here, right? I mean, we're done here, earthly, right? <laughs> but we're not done. Besides what you've already mentioned, what other ways did this experience change you? Well, I wanted to completely revamp my whole life, but how it changed me in the respect of like believing, or I just felt. Um, I felt more confident. Uh, it was it was almost like it just did everything good for me. You know, everything that you want, you know, you want, okay, I'm going to go to dental school now. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I, I just wanted to do, you know, well, not everything. I mean, but do something very purposeful with my life. Like I had to. I felt driven to do that. Well, I didn't even ask you, are you a dentist? No. I was a dental assistant oh. and that um, turned out to be kind of, it's just a darn shame. I was, um, and people know this about me too. I was working as a dental assistant in Fridley and I stayed after to help clean up. And one of the other dent, there was two dentists in the practice the other one said, well, you know, I'm sorry, but I need to go. My family thing. Okay, fine. So um, the other dentist said, you know, I'll stay with you, Gwen, and help clean up. I said, oh, wow, okay, great. Because it was just going to be me and the receptionist. And the receptionist did her little thing in the front. She's like, well, I'm done here cleaning up. I'm going to go. Okay. So um, I remember cleaning up the dental chair and really sanitizing it. And then I sat down in it. And then he came over to me. And I felt like a poke in my arm and I'm like, oh, and then that's all I remember. And then I woke up and he was on top of me. Wow. I know. So I got so freaked out about that, that I decided I'm going on a different career path. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I literally dropped out of it because of that. Wow. Do you? He ever, drugged me with something. You didn't prosecute him? No. Hmm. no. 
And I think there's a statute of limitation on rape, as far as I know. Yeah, it's probably too late now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You never know, though. I know. I, I could go in. I should know something about it. I Now I have a criminal justice degree and associates in that. I was going to work um, uh, at the ME's office. Um, that was but my thing was I was so un, unafraid of death that I, I just wanted to be around. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Why does a medical examiner become a medical examiner? I mean, wow. Do you realize what you're going to be doing every day? And I just felt really comfortable in that kind of setting. Mm. I guess you could always make a complaint to the dental board. Yes. Yes. And I do remember saying that exact thing. And then I thought, well, wait a minute, because I still have my license. So, and I did do the annual thing to keep it going. Because I, I wasn't 100% sure that I wasn't going to, like, use that. And I thought, wait a minute. If I'm working at the ME's office, hey, you know, uh, forensic odontology is a thing. Hey, maybe I'll do that, you know. Yeah, that's what my NDE did. It really uh, got me driven. And, you know, I've done a lot of things. Mm. Whereas I was sort of stagnant and mm, fearful of so much. I was so afraid. You know, what do you call a Freddy cat? <laughs> I was mm-hmm. just afraid of everything. Did your NDE experience result in any negative experiences that you had to manage in your life? You know, I became very intuitive and going down that road and trying to, trying to explain that to friends and family. You know, well, my brothers will say, you know, we always knew you were strange, but we didn't know like how, you know, what kind of strange and then I thought, well, that's kind of a negative thing to say that I'm, I'm strange or weird. I, di- I didn't like that. But like my sister-in-law, um, it was Christmas and I was standing next to her and I said, so you're going to announce the pregnancy? <laughs> my brother goes, see, I told you she's weird. We didn't tell anybody. Did you call her and tell her? I said, I haven't talked to my for almost this whole year. Because you guys have a little infant at home. And you're pregnant again. How did I know that? I don't know. I don't know. That kind of thing happened a lot. Wow. Somebody's going to have a car accident. I don't know who it was. I would, I, You know, trying to get my uh, intuitive thing more detailed. So I could be better at it. But sometimes I would learn negative things. And what happened is, is I started to learn, like, maybe this is the negative. I... Um, Picking up on so many negative things, like someone's going to have a car accident, someone's going to die, they're going to just drop dead of a heart attack. Um, it just kept all these negative things kept coming up, and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I turned it off because you can you can do that. And you still have it turned off till this day. Yeah, yeah, I have it turned off because I'm too afraid to turn it back on again. I did turn it back on again about five years ago, and again. There was a child in my room, and he was just standing there staring at me. But the funny thing is, but it's, I don't know, it's not funny. It's pretty cool. The person from my NDE, that shadow, was the same shadow that was in my vision. And I was awake. I was, I was doing something at the computer. I was in school at the time. So there was no drinking, no drug. And I wasn't, you know, it wasn't that. I was just typing at the computer, and I look, and there's a kid standing over there. But it was a gray shadow again. Couldn't see who it was. 
Hmm. But it was the same one from the NDE. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if he was trying to communicate with you in some way. Well, that you know, I went over to the support group again. They're just up the street in a church um, for people that are intuitive, psychic. And, and they said, oh, wow, you should have asked him, what do you want? Yeah. You know, you should have asked him because he, he, there's something he needs, you know. I'm like, well, if he comes back, I'll do that. <laughs> but he never did. I think I just got too busy to like really focus on that part of me, which I know I have. I definitely have it. Um, I actually, I went to a psychic once and I have the recording of it, you know, back in the tape recording days. Mm-hmm. So, and she told me, she, you know, I sat down and she's like, before I do a reading for you, she goes, you realize you have the gift too, right? Yeah, I do. I know. But it's hard to um, have it when you're afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So there again, a little bit of my scaredy stuff comes back in again. Um, Yeah, kind of afraid of who, you know, who's that kid, you know? I don't know. Maybe there was something he was going to tell me that wasn't good. (laughs) So I was turning it I feel like you know and another thing from my NDE too is everything happens for a reason and a really good reason so you might not like what's happening right now in your life or or you know just anything and oh wow I hate that but there's a reason for everything and it's going to be good and bad you're going to learn you know something good always comes from something bad is my motto in life. So I like that. Where did you learn that in your NDE? I kept becoming more um, uh, conscious of what like my mind was trying to tell me because my mind has always been talking, talking, talking to me. And, you know, for a while there, you start thinking, am I schizophrenic? I mean, what is this? Because I always heard people talking I, did, I thought it was me, but now, you know, going to psychics, having them tell me, no, those are your spirit guides, then they are trying to get, they're trying to get your attention. Hmm. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> have you ever considered going to a hypnotherapist and have them hypnotize you and going through that event and see what, if you pick up anything else that you didn't recognize before? Yeah, that's funny you say that because yes, I have thought that. I thought, wow, I really need to do this, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, before I'm done here um, on this earth, I I need to do that. If you do it, let me know and come back and well, we'll have a follow-up. Yeah, for sure. I will. Is this experience with you often or every day or is it like a dream that's fading? If I talk about it, I mean, it's there. I can remember every little thing about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say it's still with me. Yeah. yeah, it's not fading away like a distant memory that's going away. I mean, you yeah, can, no, you can recall it. I can it. recall it in a snap. Yep. Wow. Do you feel like you were happy to be back, or were you disappointed because you liked it over there better? I was torn for a minute, you know, <laughs> and I, I moved my body like this for a reason because he was trying to pull me, and um, but boy, I was happy to be back. Yeah, 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 because yeah, I had a lot I had to do. And that's what I kept telling Jesus. I got a lot I'm going to do. Yeah. I didn't know what I, 
You know, the fun- <laughs> I don't know what I had to do. I had a lot I had to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I got to do something. I got a lot to do. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Yeah, pretty funny. If you came across somebody that, let's say, had an NDE two weeks ago and they were struggling in their life trying to process it all, mm-hmm. what kind of advice would you give them? If they're having difficulty, like understanding, like why that happened to them, or, or why, and or what, the information, just in just general, be, they're just you know, yeah, be open to it for sure. Be open mm-hmm. to it. Um, uh, let yourself go there, so to speak. You know, air quotes. For sure. Let yourself go there. You know, if you thought they were aliens, well, then they were aliens. (laughs) I think a lot of people who watch my videos have had someone in their life, a relative or someone close to them die recently. And that's what kind of brings them, you know, to my channel. Can you confidently tell all these people that, hey, you know, life goes on after death and, and this is not the end and Probably your oh, yeah. relatives are somewhere in a, in a good place. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're in a good place. Do not worry uh, for a minute. Not even a minute. And and the thing is, too, I know that if I was going to go with him, that I, I did have a thought. It's funny because as we talk, I remember more thoughts that I had um, that, uh, boy, I'm going to be happy either way. I'm going to mm. go with him being happy. I'm going to go back and my body be happy. And it's just... Uh, they don't, you know, they as in, if I was dead, I wouldn't want my mom to be crying all the time. I wouldn't want my kids to be crying all the time. You know, I want you to be happy because that would make me happy. You know, I don't want to be crying and sad all the time over there on the other side. Yeah. You definitely want them to say, like, if I'm going to give them some advice, um, don't worry about them. You know, it's, it's us here that have the problem. We're the ones with the, with the problem. Yeah. It's like we, got too much, we got so much guilt, or I should have done this, or I should have done that. They don't want you talking like that. Mm-mm. No. Hmm. What do you Be think? Positive. <laughs> what do you think inspires you about your experience? I like, uh, I guess that I'm not as, uh, I guess my, I'm inspired by just everything, you know? <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm so, I want to learn. I, that's what happened to me during my NDE is I just want to know, I want to know everything. And I try hard to learn, you know, something new every day. I didn't ask you this before, but do you have anything that you want to promote? Do you have a website or anything else that you have that you want people to know about? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. All right. That's okay. What about this? After watching mm-hmm. this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and chat with you. Are you yeah. are you up for that? And if so, how would they reach out to you? Uh, you can find me in YouTube. I do have a little thing that I did out there, but it's just home decorating mm-hmm. thing. It's and they, you would find me under MSGM, so it's MSGM. You would find me there. Um, they could email me. I, I guess. I don't know if, if I should be giving my email address. Oh, Jeff, you could that's up to you. Or what about Facebook? Oh yeah. Find me on Facebook. Um, Gwen Schaff. It's G W E N S C H A A F as in Frank. All right. 
So you said that your brothers say you're crazy or something. They said I'm weird. They're like, you are so weird. And I'm like, well, I'm embracing my weirdness because my weirdness comes with gifts. And I consider them gifts. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I can see spirit, if I can, um, you know, know things before they're going to happen, that's a gift. Mm, yeah, I agree. Go ahead, call me weird. <laughs> How did the rest of your family take this experience? My dad was like, "Oh, okay, well, all right, you know, yeah." <laughs> that was it. Mm-hmm. My mom very interested. She's very interested. She's like, "Wow!" So you know, and she asked a lot of questions. You know, mm-hmm. she wanted to know if grandma was okay, and I said, "Well, I, mm-hmm. I know that everybody's okay." Once they get over there, I'm telling you, so happy, like the biggest joy you've ever felt. But then, you know, because I'm struggling with it, I want to go back to my body. I want to go with him. There is there's other, you know, like things that are happening, you know, during my NDE where I didn't see like, oh, the bright colors and beautiful flowers and hear harps. And Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, you know, I wish I would have. I mean, that'd be great Mm -hmm. because then I could say, wow. The color yellow over there is like no other yellow. I would love that, but I, right. I didn't have that. All right. Well, before we finish up here, do you have one last message that you'd like to share with everybody? Yeah, I would say, I mean, if there is anybody out there that is um, afraid of dying or afraid of how like a friend died, but, you know, maybe it was suicide, don't be concerned that they are uh, tormented over there because they're not. They're not at all tormented. You may be tormented. You may have your earthly issues, but they're not tormented anymore. They're content and happy. Mm-hmm. And I say live life. Wow. You know, do everything. Do it, you know, because we're only here for a short while. I feel like to me, every, I think end of year, maybe end of years have different experiences. I mean, thoughts on this, but I think that um, you're going to definitely for me, I don't know, my NDE, that's that's it. Once I die and I go over to that other dimension, well then then I can't go and live like any other any other life, you know? Like I've got this earthly life and then I've got that life, but I can't I I don't know that I I don't know. I shouldn't say that I don't believe it. I just don't know if they're from that dimension, do we go again somewhere else? You know, we're there for a hundred years and then we go or ninety or eighty or what you know. We don't know if we're going to die tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I I just I just I want people to be a lot more open to, you know, other religions, other ever anything. Not really it doesn't have to be religion. Just everything and anybody. Like, you know, like your next door neighbor is African, so they, you know, will maybe practice something differently or maybe they're doing something out on their lawn it's rather than just looking at them and going ask them and you know be uh be uh, wanting more information i guess i'm trying to think of the word what is that be inquisitive Mm -hmm. yeah be inquisitive because we're not here for that Mm -hmm. long i guess you're saying that you're unsure about reincarnation yes i am I'm unsure about that. Well, that's okay. I mean, I, 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 I hope it's true, but I don't know either. So, yeah, I yeah. can't give you any certainty on that. Me neither. I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've given it some thought, 
um, I don't know. Some people believe that um, a little part of your soul, like your whole, your whole soul doesn't need to be with Jesus. Parts of your soul can be in a butterfly, in a cardinal, in a owl. So when somebody always sees an owl, that's weird. I mean, if you always see an owl come and sit on the fence in your yard, like every week or like the last 20 years, say you lived in the same house 20 years, I guess you'd have to, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just using this as an analogy, you know, that, um, you know, that's my dad or that's my mom, you know, people believe that. So that's, that's how I think of when people are talking about reincarnation. You're reincarnated because part of your soul doesn't need to be 100% over there, the other side. <laughs> what you say may be 100% correct. I don't know. I wish I knew. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just need to do more Googling research, you know. Doing the experts out there, though, maybe on YouTube, experts. I've heard of so many different, you know, ideas of what could be possible that. It could be you come back. It could be you go somewhere else. It could be you go to another dimension. It could be you just, you become part of God. You know, there's just so many different, and it, and they all may be true. You may just mm-hmm. have a choice of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, all right, Gwen. Well, thank you so much for joining oh, me yeah. and sharing with us. I really appreciate you. And thank you for I having me. I wish you the best. I wish you the best too. All right. Well, thank you and have a great evening. Thanks. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.